This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. Welcome, foodpreneurs, to episode number 79. I'm worried about the state of FMCG right now and the founder collateral damage. I know many businesses are doing it tough, and that's why in this episode I tell you what you should be focused on at different revenue levels to put more money in your pocket. The content is a snapshot of my revenue ladder. I developed the revenue ladder for my clients, but with the state of play with brand owners of food and drink products right now, I want as many people to have access to my counsel as possible. And this episode of Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford is brought to you by my new More Money in Your Pocket free masterclass, helping you scale a profitable packaged food and drink business. I'm excited to share this content with you too because I've written it for the financial times we're in right now. Join the free class and walk away with a straightforward sales system that brings in new leads every week, industry knowledge wholesale buyers expect you to know, and the formula to put more money in your pocket for every food and drink product you sell. Link to the registration page is in the show notes. The masterclass will be live. There's a choice of times and there'll be no replay. Hi, I'm Chelsea Ford, former industry sales director, award-winning food and drink business expert, head coach of the acclaimed coaching program for women, Foodpreneur's Formula, and your host for this, the Foodpreneur podcast. If you're a packaged food and drink brand owner, tune in with me each week and walk away knowing how to land more accounts, how to get your product into more consumers' hands, and how to price correctly for wholesale with or without distributors. In each episode, I'm going to tap into my three decades of experience leading sales, marketing, and money teams for big and small food and drink brands to give you coaching tips that will help you take your business to new heights without the overwhelm. I know what works and I know what doesn't. So I'm going to share with you industry tools and insider knowledge that are next to impossible for small businesses to access. And I'll dive into my little black book to bring you interviews with hard-to-reach industry specialists, experienced foodpreneurs and wholesale buyers who will help you solve those pesky industry-specific problems like distribution that I know you've been losing way too much sleep over. So roll up your sleeves, foodpreneurs, because you're about to enter a no-fluff zone. I'm bringing my A-game so you can reach yours no matter where you are, whether it's in your kitchen, coordinating your deliveries, or on your way to a buyer meeting, listen up, because we're about to set the path for you to secure your next best stockist, increase your sales, and live life on your terms. This is the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast. There's thousands of new food and drink products launched every year, and they're all vying for limited retail listings on crowded shelves, which retailers are rationalising right now. So how do you cut through the noise of wholesale, get the attention of buyers, and put more money in your pocket for every product you sell? To start, you don't fall victim to the shiny new ball syndrome. If that's you and our creative industry has lots of people like that, it will be hard. 
Right now, as we stare down a cost of living crisis, I want you to walk away from this episode with the tactics to follow to help you level up. Even if it feels, as Paul, a non-out beverage brand owner, said to me last week, it's a tough market out there at the moment, Chelsea. It is. But don't let that stop you from playing a bigger game. You must be strategic and honest with yourself. There's no get-rich-quick solutions to business, but through your commitment, hard work, ingenuity and action-taking, more results are possible. The manner in which I'd like you to listen to this episode is to listen for the opportunities. I'm going to give you a couple of things to focus on for the balance of the year, to double your revenue, or to get your revenue to the next level it should be at. If you're not there yet or beyond that level, do yourself a favour and listen for ideas done differently, snippets of insights or actions you can take. And as soon as you finish, take action. Great food and drink brands are built on three things, seeing a gap in the market and solving it better than anyone else, having a strategic plan on how you'll solve it and get people to know about your offer, and consistent action taking. Those that don't take the time to consider all three don't stick around for long or create expensive hobbies. This episode is divided into two revenue bands, sub 20K and above 20K per month. Let's get going. If your revenue is less than $20,000 per month, here's what you should be doing. Driving engagement. You need to drive awareness, interest, and desire to purchase your product. That's a classic marketing funnel. But what I'm talking about here in practical terms can come down to how you are getting your wholesale targets and your consumers excited. Consumers inform your wholesalers. So start there first. Deliver value. Don't focus on you and your own world. Focus on what customers and consumers want and what they respond to. Think about what's in it for them. WIFM, one of the most useful acronyms. And when I say me, what's in it for me, actually, that's quite confusing. What's in it for me, WIFM, one one of the most useful acronyms that I love. I mean your customers and consumers, not you. Create a movement and bring them and their friends together with you on your journey as your tribe. You want to fuel the tide of your momentum. Momentum begets momentum, so you're increasing demand without doing more. Your tribe is doing your marketing for you, and if they're driving your marketing, marketing drives sales, not the other way around. You can't sell more if people don't know about you. Don't be the best kept secret. Get out in the market and build your tribe. You don't have to be the newest, coolest, chicest, or most beautiful brand. You have to be the brand that your tribe wants, and often, and often before they even know it. So here's an example, prime hydration and energy drinks. What parent of a tween hasn't tried to get their child to resist this drink in the last year? How did it happen? A year and a half ago, two YouTubers and sports stars, Logan Paul and KSI, once rivals in the boxing ring, came together to fight a common enemy, 
Gatorade. They channeled their energies and their combined 40 million social media followers into a rival fruit-flavoured sports drink they called Prime Hydration. Gatorade as their enemy. According to The Guardian, their young fans across the US and UK were captivated. Almost immediately, the drink became a rare commodity and therefore precious. Young people posted YouTube and TikTok videos of their epic quests through convenience stores to find it, sometimes at ridiculously marked up prices. They charged each other exorbitant subs in playgrounds for open bottles and amassed collections of all nine flavours. It gave kids cred in the playground. The founders, Paul and KSI and their partner, Congo Brands, made a reported $250 which does undeniably actively target children in its marketing. For the most part, adults have been oblivious. I'm not endorsing the brand. I'm asking you to think about how you're getting more eyeballs on your brand and driving foot traffic into your stockists. Because getting on the shelf is just the beginning. Here's another example. Chobani yogurt. How did they dominate the yogurt market in just eight years? By the power of word of mouth. In many ways, Chobani introduced a previously special or ethnic style of yogurt to the mass market. Today, it's par for the course to have Greek-style yogurt in the chiller section of any supermarket, but it wasn't in 2005. Three of the ways they powered their meteoric rise was by, firstly, encouraging user-generated content. They started a word-of-mouth marketing campaign called Love Stories. Chobani didn't want to start a marketing campaign on a corporate level. Instead, they wanted to develop consumer-led campaigns. They understood that word-of-mouth is key in helping brands gain popularity and encourage their consumers to share their Chobani experience as a love story. These stories helped create a community of Chobani lovers even introducing one individual who cycled 80 miles just to visit the Chobani factory. Word quickly spread as more stories flooded in and social media was abuzz with Chobani love stories. Similar to getting good PR, people believe your brand more when other people are talking about it rather than you. It's a credibility thing. The second remarkable thing they did was use social media aggressively to connect with consumers. Constant research on their social media feed allowed them to understand their consumers. And from the stories, they created two advertisements based on the experiences that were shared. One was about the student who cycled a long distance to see how his Chobani was made, mentioned a moment ago. And the other was about an office worker who found a secret hiding place for her Chobani yogurt. The insights Chobani gained were invaluable. Chobani actively looked for ways to emotionally connect with their audience. And the third thing they did was excellent content marketing in the form of recipes. You can do that too, right? You probably already do. After all, we are in the food and drink industry and not medical devices. People need to know what they can do with a product. Think about furniture showrooms. 
they don't just show the bed or just the lounge. They show a room made up with the bed and all the beautiful bedding that they can imagine themselves in. Similarly with the lounge, it's there with the fireplace, the coffee table, the throw cushions, the puppy dog. People buy into the promise of what your product offers, not what the product does. Chobani makes yogurt and may provide a recipe for chia pudding, for example, with layers of yogurt, fruit, chia, milk or water in a serving cup. What can you show that enhances your brand and promote its usage? The sky's the limit. And so once you've generated awareness, interest and desire and nailed engagement, then focus on repeat purchase and then building capacity to scale your business. I'll give you more detail on how in a moment. For now, let's go to a quick break and I'll tell you more about my new masterclass, More Money in Your Pocket, to help you put more money in your pocket for every food and drink product you sell. Thousands of new food and drink products land in the market each year. And unfortunately, many struggle to get the attention they deserve. Why? Because they believe all they need to do is land on more supermarket shelves and they'll have a successful, profitable business. I understand this common thought. Businesses need customers, right? But what food and drink brand owners need more is to get their product off the shelf into more consumers' baskets and to put more money in their pocket for every product they sell. This is called margin management and it gives business owners money to buy raw materials, get help with marketing, pay the school fees or just to pay themselves a wage. Otherwise, it is just an expensive hobby, isn't it? If you want your product on more supermarket shelves and more money in your pocket, you need a roadmap that outlines a sales system that brings in new leads every week. You need to have the industry knowledge wholesale buyers expect you to have to get your products stocked on their shelves. And you need the formula to put more money in your pocket for every product that you sell. If you don't have these three things, with increased competition, especially from supermarket private label products, buyer non-responsiveness, and with the cost of living crisis, scaling profitably will be near impossible. And managing cash flow to keep your business afloat will be challenging. Do you want to keep operating under the belief that all you need to do is land on more shelves? Or will you choose the better way? My Scale Up Roadmap. If you want my Scale Up Roadmap to follow and put more money in your pocket, the one I use for all my clients' business, the same one that I developed when I was an FMCG sales director, join me for my More Money in Your Pocket free live new masterclass the link is in the show notes and there's a choice of class time according to your time zone the class will be live so i can take as many questions as the time allows and just so you know there won't be a replay so click the link in the show notes and i'll see you there If your revenue is more than 20000 per month, here's what you should be doing. Building capacity. 
How can you stop doing non-core activities? Who can you outsource those to? You now have to be thinking about leverage and learn to adapt and thrive in this fast-changing world. It's no longer good enough for you to do everything. Your revenue is up. Focus on your profit and build in some downtime for you so you can keep investing your passion into your business without burning out. There's a reason why prime ministers stop drinking alcohol or take up walking when they get into office. It's self-care, so they operate at a level that expects a lot from them. Operating as your primo self can't be done whilst you do everything in your business. Besides, you're good, but you're not as good as you think at everything. So stop trying to be. You own a product business now, not a product that gives you business. Can you understand the difference? When you focus on profit, you focus on what's really important and what's netting you a return. I teach margin management for this reason because far too many businesses, especially right now, go under because they have lofty revenues but no money for marketing or wages. Here's some ideas on how you can do better. One, decide what investments will give you a financial return that sets you up to maintain and grow distribution while enabling you to have more time to sell and build advocates. Your job is to consistently measure your reach. Two, place more value on your time and measure your productivity so you are making more but working less. Drop bad habits, look for smarter ways to do what you do. Ask yourself all the time, is this the best use of my time right now? Three, collaborate. Create profitable projects with people and accounts you love working with. Your products are great. So who else can you do a joint venture with that will get your products in front of more of the right people? This is to get your product further out into the world without recreating the wheel. And four, focus on one data point maniacally. And I suggest it's your margin. As the saying goes, Revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, and cash is reality. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. I hope you found today's insights valuable and that you'll implement those in your food and drink business. I'd like to ask you now to help me help more foodpreneurs put more money in their pocket by giving me an honest rating. Five stars would be lovely but that's up to you. Write a review and subscribe to this podcast on your platform of choice. The more you tell me what you like and the momentum builds for the Foodpreneur with Chelsea Ford podcast, the easier it will be for me to help you land more accounts, get more product in more consumers' hands and put more money in your pocket. And together, we'll keep ensuring consumers have a choice of brands so they don't just stock big food products in their pantries in their kids' lunchboxes and at their celebrations. So thank you for taking a moment to do that.